views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly being presented in part by AlignMed, by Source, by Athletico, by ATI Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Don Joy Orthopedics, by Karen Mulkin Health Consulting, by Integrated Orthopedics, and by MedWest. I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-head team physician of the Chicago White Sox, and sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your health care team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellosource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellosource or allografts, please visit ellosource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOglobal.com. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. Alignment, a science and clinical clinical test-based company addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get into it. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly on the Saturday morning. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, a fine surgeon sitting in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. And, Doc, let me ask you over at the MOR, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, how common are secondary ACL injuries? You know, Steve, i got to tell you, there's nothing more devastating to a, to a patient or a family that went through an ACL injury and the surgery and all the recovery and then to re-injure again. You know, statistically, it's not that common. Luckily, it's, you know, in that 3 to 5 to 7% range, depending on the study you look at. But when it does happen, it's devastating. 
Our next guest is from The Ohio State University. How about this man? Executive Director of OSU Sports Medicine, the head team physician for the athletic department for the Buckeyes, Dr. Christopher Kading, joining us from Columbus, Ohio. Dr. Kading, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine, and uh, I'm sure you guys are as well. Yes, we are. Congratulations to the great success of the uh, of the Buckeyes. That was quite a uh, winter, huh? Yes, we had a, um, you know, we stumbled early in the season, but we first finished, sure finished strong, had a great end. Absolutely. So I was talking with uh, Dr. Uh, Bush-Joseph here about uh, the reoccurring ACL injuries. How, how common do you see that uh, at OSU, Doc? Well, unfortunately, just as Dr. Bush-Joseph said, um, it is devastating when it does happen. And we've done some work looking at it. Uh, what are the risk factors for someone who can repair their ACL after they've had an ACL reconstruction? And uh, we've gotten more slick the last several years and more successful at reconstructing uh, ACLs, and we can get the uh, high-percentage athletes back playing. And we've identified that returning to certain activities like uh, running, cutting, competitive sports like soccer, football, basketball, rugby, and lacrosse, um, those patients return to those type of sports, they do have a higher risk of having another ACL injury. Visiting with Dr. Christopher Kading from Ohio State University. Uh, Doc, you were the first surgeon, from what we understand, to use an artificial uh, meniscus. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, so we were excited about that. We were fortunate enough to be um, uh, the first site in the U.S. to implant this new um, um, meniscal implant device that's designed to recreate the function of the meniscus. And uh, people who've had a meniscus trimmed out and then you know, five, ten years later, start having some increasing pain in the knee. They've got some early arthritis changes, but not advanced arthritis. You know, that's the patient. We don't have a lot of easy things to offer them. And um, this device, you, you size it. You, it's a relatively um, straightforward procedure. You put this into the knee, and, um, in fact, I just saw earlier today our patient. He's about three to four months out, and uh, he was walking without a limp at about two or three weeks. He's getting back to some of his... Um, uh, workouts in the gym, and he's doing well. So we're this is an FDA trial right now. It's not been approved for general use, but um, if it works out as well as I think it will, it will be a great adjunct to the um, orthopedic community to help uh, keep some of these people with knee injuries active as they get older. You know, Chris, uh, I think we know about 900,000 people a year having their knee scoped, and many of them from meniscus tears. What are the factors that you would use in terms of uh, using a device like this? Should it become approved and the data uh, proved to be as fruitful, fruitful as what we think it might be? So I think when someone's lost their, this is designed for the medial meniscus, when someone's lost a big portion of that meniscus, what happens is, they, as you know, they start getting increased peak contact forces, and that can start to cause some pain and um, some breakdown of the cartilage. You slip this device in, and it uh, increases the congruity between the thigh bone and the shin bone, decreasing your peak contact forces. So we're hoping that it uh, continues to pan out, that it decreases um, uh, pain, and then should uh, slow or prevent the progression of the arthritis in the knee. I love the modern medicine. It's great. You guys do a lot at MOR, don't you, Doc? You know, I, I think what, uh, what Chris would tell you, there's been a lot of research in this area. Some fits and some starts. Uh, there was some meniscal uh, implant devices that, were, that we used years ago that unfortunately were eventually pulled off the market because of problems. So it is such an overwhelming need is what we were talking about in the numbers that we're continually looking to find that next solution. Right now, the only other solution we have that's usable is to do a, a meniscus transplant, you know, from a cadaver. And uh, certainly that has its pros and cons, and, and we're looking for a more lasting solution and one that isn't so dependent on, say, a donor source. So, Chris, I guess the last thing on this point is what's the material made of? Is it a biologic material or, or how? No, it's, how... A, it is a, it's a synthetic. It's a, a copolymer. Cool um, uh, 
uh, and they've uh, parts of it are uh, polycarbonate, and then the more central portion is a, a copolymer. So it's not a biologic solution. It'd be more for the middle-aged uh, patient. So certainly not something that you would put in a young patient going back to high-risk sports, football, or soccer. Yeah, not at this time. Um, I, the uh, I think the target population, the ideal population, would be that old forty to fifty-year-old that's ten to twenty years out from a uh, metastasis. Visiting with Dr. Christopher Kading from. Ohio State University, the head team doctor for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph sitting in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Our producer is uh, Ray Flores. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. And um, let's talk talk a little bit about, again, about the secondary ACL injuries. And Dr. Kading, uh, what are some tips uh, you would suggest to prevent uh, ACL re-tears? Well, if um, you know, we do we reconstruct the ACL to help people, you know, uh, return to high um, uh, active activities. Should they choose to go back to some of these uh, more competitive cutting sports, uh, there's some things we think, and there's some pretty good evidence that they can decrease the risk of another injury. A lot of that has to do with some neuromuscular uh, reeducation and training, uh, a lot of core control of the hip, making sure the knee stays aligned. And another thing we know that is when you land from a jump. A high-risk uh, positioning is to keep your knee and your hip in a more extended or straight position. It looks like if you land your hip or knee in a more bent or flexed position, uh, you're less likely to have an ACL injury. Um, so we do some neuromuscular training on that. There's also a brace out there that has what's called a force point um, hinge, and that's a great training brace to help uh, people learn that when they land from a jump to bend the hip and bend the knee, land a little deeper. And uh, we know this is a more protective um, uh, mechanism for the ACL. Chris, why don't you take us through how, what do you do for your athletes at Ohio State? I mean, what, what one of your players are getting braces and when, and what are there different positions? What's your thought process on that? So we, we definitely routinely use braces um, in our linemen. Uh, more recently, we've been using our quarterback. We, we brace their, um, their front leg. So if they're a right-handed uh, quarterback, that left leg is sitting out there somewhat exposed, where they're sitting there sitting up, getting ready to pass the ball, um, we brace that leg as well to help protect it from um, some kind of ligament or any other associated injury should it get caught in the, um, uh, you know, in the uh, tussle of the play. Chris, let me ask you this. We get this question a lot from our high school parents. Um, they see in the Big Ten basically every offensive lineman is wearing a Don Joy protective-type brace uh, on a prophylactic basis. But we don't see that to the same degree in the professionals. What, what would you, what's the difference there, and how would you advise your high school parents and your high school athletes? Well, I think anything we can do to protect uh, the knees and the, and the ligaments, and specifically, as you know, the cartilage, uh, there's benefit to that. And the braces continue to get better and better where they're much less cumbersome and less um, uh, of a, um, a detriment or a burden to the athlete to perform as they all want to as an athlete. So any protection that we can give these knees is definitely uh, worth doing it. And you can wear a brace to protect it from, um, uh, you know, ACL or uh, MCL injuries. You can also um, wear the brace to uh, give you support should you try to play with a some kind of ligament laxity. So uh, we use the braces for all those different reasons. What's uh, what's the coming thing in Ohio State this year? Are we expecting uh, are we expecting the same success? I guess I can hitch in one way. Can you keep your starting quarterback on the field? That's right. <laughs> we were we we're changing quarterbacks last year, like you change your uh, change your socks. Um, so that's a it's a good dilemma to have. We've got to uh, have an embarrassment of riches at quarterback. So we'll see. A couple of them are uh, returning from uh, surgery, but they're coming on nicely. 
So um, we'll see. I think the Buckeye Nation is waiting to see who uh, um, who will be our starting quarterback and how this all shakes out. Well, thank Chris. We want to thank you for getting uh, for staying with us tonight. Uh, you know, it's been a uh, it's been a long season for us Big Ten fans uh, that are not wearing the uh, the scarlet red. Uh, you know, for me, a longtime Michigan guy. Uh, hopefully, we'll get our day with you guys. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. It'll be fun. I, I love the competition and the uh, rivalry. Dr. Christopher Cading, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. That's Dr. Christopher Cading, head team physician for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, back with more of our program right after this on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Integrated Orthopedics is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of thermal and compression therapy devices for people recovering from sports-related injuries or orthopedic surgical procedures. To learn more about the benefits of thermal and compression therapy and to determine if it's right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. For further information about Integrated Orthopedics products and services, please contact us at 773-248-6400. That's 773-248-6400. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. And that proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel, joined this week by Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, orthopedic surgeon at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, subbing this week for our usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole. And, uh, Doc, um, one of the biggest uh, injuries thus far in these NBA playoffs um, deals with uh, John Wall's fractured hand and wrist. Of course, he's the guard for the Washington Wizards, outstanding player, one of the best in the NBA. And he's got five non-displaced fractures in his left wrist and hand. When you first heard that, what does that mean? We're going to bring out an expert along with yourself coming up, one of your hand and uh, 
and uh, elbow wrist uh, orthopedic surgeons from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, uh, Dr. John Fernandez. But first, Dr. Chuck, take me through that. You know, uh, Steve, when I hear the term five fractures, uh, you know, I think, geez, did he fall out of a 15-story building in his arm and, and, and arm a pile of bones? But I, there may be a little bit of drama in terms of the description there. But I think, what, as John will probably tell us, uh, you know, wrist and hand injuries are very common in basketball. And unfortunately, these types of fractures can be disabling. And this time of year, it's so critical, especially, you know, in a player like John Wall, who is the point guard, always has the ball in his hand. And uh, I would say the big point that we're, that I need to know about is how can, can guys play with these types of injuries? What are the most common ones? And, and who's, who can't play? And who needs an operation? Well, I will preface it with this, that uh, you, Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph and Dr. John Fernandez, who we're about to hear from, and also I talked with Dr. Brian Cole about this, you guys weren't able to examine, obviously, John Wall. And there's always a little bit that's withheld because of playoffs and gamesmanship and everything else. So, you know, we, we can't ask you guys to diagnose his specific injury. But let's bring in Dr. John Fernandez, again, hand, wrist, and elbow orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And um, if you can, uh, Dr. John, uh, explain for us uh, what what your interpretation when you hear five non-displaced fractures. I'm thinking, okay, non-displaced compare, uh, compared to displaced. Are they opposites? Well, the, the, you know, non-displaced fracture, a lot of people will call that like the hairline fracture, um, or a crack in the bone. Basically, it means that, that it's, a, it's a fracture in the bone, but the bone hasn't moved out of place. And obviously, the contrary to that would then be displaced fracture where the bone has moved out of place. Um, the fact that, they've, they've, that it's been mentioned that he had five of them and they were in the hand and the wrist is, is what's a little bit confusing and creates a little bit of drama. And so it's, it's, it's hard to understand sometimes how, how can you break that many bones from a simple fall, but you have to take into account that there's you know, over 30 bones in the hand and wrist area. Um, you know, I often tell the patients that it's like a small gearbox with all these little gears inside. And so it doesn't take much to injure one or several bones uh, in the wrist. So the fact that uh, they've mentioned that there may be five bones that are broken isn't that uh, 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 crazy or unusual. Uh, the fact that they're non-displaced, I think maybe they're sugarcoating it a little bit. But the question is, you know, what what is the exact nature of the injury? And that's what we still don't have a clear picture of because the information has been a little bit limited. And Doc, when you hear that, though, I mean, if you if you see this this type of injury, is it is it more pain or mobility? What's what's the thing that you, you would think that would keep John Wall from playing? Well, the main thing that's keeping him from playing right now, at least from what they're saying, is the amount of swelling that he has. And, um, and so that's what they, they've kind of been teasing everyone. Uh, if you see him, uh, you know, at courtside, he's wearing a wrist splint. It's actually not in, including the hand itself or the fingers, which makes you wonder, is it more of a wrist injury? Is it more of a hand injury? But the main thing that they've been saying is they've been trying to control his swelling, uh, you know, using the standard techniques of, you know, resting it, you know, immobilizing it, icing it. Uh, trying to put some compression and elevating it. Um, but the, apparently they've had a hard time controlling the, the swelling. Um, and, and so the question is, is it more of a wrist injury? Is it more of a, of a hand injury? Um, and it, maybe is it, is, it, is it a fracture at all? It could be that it's actually a ligament injury, uh, which is probably my suspicion. You know, John, at what point when, you know, you've taken care of many high school, many recreational athletes, and obviously in addition to the collegiate and pros that you take care of very commonly, how do you define to a patient when is it safe? Are they do they have a stable injury that you can play on that pain is the limiting factor versus 
quote, an unstable injury that where you may do more harm. How do you guide patients on that? That, that's a great question, especially, you know, at, a, at the professional or the collegiate level, because obviously we don't want to have our athletes injured more. But at the same time, you know, they're performing at such a high level and 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 they, they put so much expectation on themselves to 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 achieve that performance that they've worked so hard to gain that it's hard to tell them no sometimes. So we have to balance, obviously, you know, the do no harm uh, um, uh, mantra of, of 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 trying to protect them from themselves in some ways, and so it, it basically comes down to uh, you know is the injury stable enough that they can play? Because even if even if it's an injury that we know that they're not necessarily going to make worse, the amount of pain and swelling that they'll have will obviously limit their ability to perform. But there are ways you know that we can control that. I mean you know you can you can uh, you can give the patient some pain medication, anti-inflammatories, and in some cases you can even inject them for. for for temporary pain relief um, as long as they aren't going to injure themselves some more. And so it basically comes down to the specifics of the injury. If it's more of a ligament injury and it's relatively stable, it's probably okay for them to play and maybe even play through the rest of the series, assuming that they don't have a lot of pain or swelling. If it's a fracture that's displaced or unstable, that's something that can actually become worse with more play, especially if there's contact involved. And so you can turn an injury that otherwise wouldn't need surgery into an injury that actually could need surgery. You know, John, actually, and you and I are aware of many circumstances where you did have an unstable injury, you operate early and allow that patient to return to play much quicker than if they, quote, didn't have surgery. That's right, and that's the and that's the paradox. That's where part of the skillsmanship comes into trying to make those decisions. Do you... Do you risk um, uh, going through a surgery to try to get the patient better quicker? In this example, are they going to move on through the series and get them ready then for the next series? Um, and then do you just operate, bite the bullet for a week or a week and a half um, and let them do the quick recovery so you can get them back playing quickly? You know, we have the technology now to fix broken bones, for example, uh, you know, in the wrist in a stable way that would allow people to go back to playing at a pretty competitive level very, very quickly. And so it's not, it's not unusual to do that for some of these injuries. Um, uh, or do you let them play and somehow try to control the pain by wrapping the wrist with tape and giving him medication and maybe even injecting him to get him through the game? I mean, you can, you can do it both ways. Again, it depends on the specifics of the injury, and it also depends on the athlete themselves. We're visiting with Dr. John Fernandez, hand, wrist, and elbow orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph sitting in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. Our program is Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, also, we're into a golf season, Dr. Fernandez. Um, what is golfer's wrist? I know Dr. Chuck uh, brought it up. Uh, is, is, is there such a thing? There's absolutely such a thing, and it's it's ironic that we're talking about it. I actually just saw a patient in my kitchen <laughs> earlier today who uh, who I operated on for a golfer's wrist. Um, and basically, um, in the wrist, there are several bones, one of them uh, of which has a small hook attached uh, to the bone, uh, almost like a prominence in the bone. Um, and in some cases, uh, um, the golfer, depending on how they swing and if or uh, uh, when they hit the uh, ground, uh, the golf club that they're gripping with can actually put enough force on the bone to break it. And it can do it in the acute setting, meaning all at once, or 
in this in this kid's case that I saw earlier today, it could happen over time as a result of repetitive stress. So somebody who's who's playing over and over, and they're not giving their body the natural ability to heal while they're while they're playing at, at such a constant or at such a competitive level, the bone basically fails or fatigues, and that's what we often call a stress fracture. And so you can have that happen in the hand, in the wrist. That bone is not much bigger than a raisin. Uh, one of the big problems with golfer's wrist is it's often unrecognized until the bone's already broken or it's too late to, to try to fix it or reverse the changes because the symptoms are relatively mild. The patient will have a little bit of swelling, a little bit of pain. Um, they'll take some uh, anti-inflammatories, and it'll get a little bit better, and then as soon as they return to playing, it comes back again. So they're able to play through it in many cases. Um, uh, at, a, at a higher level, at the professional level, it's a little bit more difficult because their performance definitely suffers. Um, but it's one of those injuries that if you don't stay ahead of it, ultimately it's going to require surgery. You know, John, I, is there any landmarks that, that, you know, I play a lot of golf and, you know, I've got sore wrists from, uh, from various things. Is there a point tenor or what are the things that you would tell your, your patients or advise our listeners to say, I think I need an x-ray of my wrist or I think I need an exam? What are the things that, that should raise awareness? Well, you know, the, even though the, the bone itself is in the palm, if you were to look at your palm right now, let's everybody just kind of look at your right hand as it's facing palm up at you. Um, if you were to look at the small finger base of the palm, um, that's basically where that bone's located. And so if you were to push into your palm um, at near the wrist on the small finger side, you'll feel a prominence or a hard bone there. And right above that bone or, or towards the small finger side of that bone uh, is the bone that's broken in these cases. But it, it's funny because some patients won't have a lot of point tenderness because that bone is very deep inside of the hand. And instead, they'll have this vague wrist pain. And so what I tell patients is I say, look, it's okay to assume that it's a, it's a mild problem, a sprain, a strain, you know, if, if, it, uh, if it gets better you know, after a day or two of rest. But if it keeps coming back and it's done that two or three times and you have swelling associated with it, it's affected your grip strength, your ability to grab things with, with force or power. Uh, and especially if you start to have things like neurologic symptoms, which we've seen in some of these patients with golfer's uh, wrist, um, you, you, you have to go in and have it looked at. And it's a, and it's a very quick exam. It all it takes is a screening x-ray and literally 10 minutes of time to, to, to do the physical exam to rule it out, and then you're done. You, then you don't have to worry about it, and then you can go back to playing. Um, but it's very important to stay ahead of it for that very reason. Dr. John Fernandez, thanks so much for joining us. And Dr. Chuck uh, calls you one of the best around, right, Dr. Chuck? The best hand surgeon in Chicago. At least. <laughs> I appreciate at least. that. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks, From John. Midwest hey. Orthopedics at Rush, our hand, wrist, and elbow orthopedic surgeon, Dr. John Fernandez. Dr. Chuck and I are back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your health care team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellosource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. 
To learn more about Source or Graphs, please visit ellosource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOglobal.com. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy... Join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-Day Transformation Wellness Bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, Fat-Burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Well, that will do it for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations as well as Samantha Smith. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Back to do it again next week.